ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. Oh, we got here. This is On the Block with Brent Axe. Turn around. It's what happens when you hit the 80s bump, guys. Anything happens. Turn around. And now this is in your head for the rest of the day. Congratulations. Welcome back. Glad to have you here on the block. ESPN Radio. NewSportsTalk.com. It's presented by Best Buy Auto Sales. So uh, we are efforting Eric Wood of the Buffalo Bills radio network of the Buffalo Bills, Bills, Cincinnati. The playoffs are here. The pick four on the way. We'll preview all four matchups, get into a little bit during hot takes as well, and, and talk about it uh, through the afternoon here on a football Friday for sure. So while we await Eric Wood, I'll just kind of follow up a little bit on what we were talking about with the Syracuse football coaching staff. And just see, we've got to get some answers here. This is where, you know, Dino Babers, and look, he's a busy guy. He's trying to hire a bunch of coaches. It's still recruiting time. He's legitimately, like, really involved in things. I don't think he can wait till signing day to address this. I think Dino's got to come out and talk. He's welcome on this show anytime and kind of address this and talk this down and take us through it, at least give his side of what's happening. And I know what his side's going to be. They're talented coaches that were wanted elsewhere. Like I can write the press release for you and how this attempt will be made to spin it a positive way. And let's be fair about this. That's what happens sometimes. Go back to what I was saying. Relationships, opportunity, pay, stability. There's a number of reasons that college coaches go elsewhere. But the fact you've had half your staff leave in one offseason, no matter what the circumstances are, something's amiss there. And I think what we're going to keep coming back to, and I think what the common denominator is going to be, is that Dino was not given a contract extension. That there is a perceived, use that keyword, perceived lack of stability here because of a myriad of factors. And by the way, part of that's on him. Because look at the record. The record's been up and down. We all agreed before the season started, though, hey, you win seven games, you take a little bump up, you get to a bowl game, that gets you an eighth year. It just didn't come with the contract extension and some other things that if I'm an assistant coach, I would look at it. At the very least, I would assess my options. Look at my relationships, opportunity, pay, and stability, and see if that could take me elsewhere. We'll get back to that conversation, but uh, let's bring him back on, ladies and gentlemen, of the The Bills Make Me Wanna Radio Network, former Buffalo Bill. Checking in with us here weekly as uh, the Buffalo Bills season is uh, still trucking, baby. Bills and Bengals. You can hear it over on our Bro Stat Station, K-Rock, and you will hear this voice there, and you'll hear this voice now here on the Dusky Sports Bar and Grill Hotline. Dusky Sports Bar and Grill, Bridge Street in Phoenix. Eric Wood back on the block. Eric, how you doing, bud? I'm doing great. How you doing, Brent? I'm doing great, my friend. And we got us a playoff game coming up here. And, boy, this this game has certainly a lot of emotion for a number of reasons. Let's start on the football front here. Just another home game in Orchard Park. Bills fans fired up. It's all on the line here. Just, you know, look, you, you, you got to take these moments and cherish them. There was a time, as you know, Eric, 
17 years without the playoffs. So every time you get a big-time playoff game like this, it just feels big. How you feeling going into this weekend? I'm feeling great. I'm feeling confident. And I think there's a, a nervous excitement. You know, there were so many expectations on the Bills this year coming into the season as the betting favorite to win it all. And they've certainly faced their fair share of adversity. But here we are in the divisional round. The Bills got another home game. They're a five or so point favorite. And the Bills just need to go out and take care of business this weekend. Eric, uh, it's going to be tougher for Cincinnati to take care of business here. Joe Burrow is missing a bunch of guys on the offensive line, but I guess that's countered by the fact he's got a lot of weapons to throw to. But from an offensive lineman perspective, how does he make this adjustment and how are this, is the Bills' defense looking at this matchup knowing they're missing a few key guys? Yeah, so this season, Joe Burrow had the second fastest time to throw in the NFL. And so he traditionally gets the ball out of his hands fast. They don't run a ton of play action. Most of their uh, pass game is that West Coast timing football where the ball's coming out quickly, which can be friendly to an offensive line. Now, this is an offensive line with three new starters going on the road where they're going to have to operate off a silent cadence. That generally is beneficial to the defensive line. They're getting off the ball about the same time as the offensive line as opposed to when you're on a cadence, the quarterback's controlling that verbally. And so I I see an advantage uh, for the Bills' defensive line in this game. Eric, uh, one disadvantage that Buffalo has to eliminate, and this is always the case in football, but turnovers you know, kept Miami in that game maybe more than we thought a week ago. And Josh Allen's had his issues with turnovers. He certainly makes up for it in a lot of ways here. But how do you see that balance there of Josh being aggressive, wanting to make plays, throwing it down the field, but also cutting back on those turnovers? Yeah, that's that's the key. Staying balanced, just like you said. The Bills want Josh Allen to be aggressive. They don't want him to be scared of turning the football over. Just in critical moments, especially in the red zone, you can't turn the football over when you got points on the board. And so the the Bills know, Josh Allen knows, that as they progress in the playoffs, they're not going to be able to get away with turning the ball over three times like they did a week ago. They also had dropped passes. They had the long punt return. And, and one of those turnovers went for seven points for the Dolphins. And so The Bills know throughout this eight-game winning streak, the first five games is that they only had three combined turnovers. These last three games of the win streak, nine turnovers, and that streak's got to discontinue now. Eric, uh, what do you see are are some some X factors here, maybe some things off the radar, some kind of sneaky things that have been emerging here for the Bills that maybe a lot of people aren't talking about, but we should shine the light on a little brighter here. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty well known, but Kyir Elam stepped up and had a great game last week. When Dane Jackson went out of the game, the Dolphins targeted Kyir Elam, and he stepped up in a big way. They used him in some press man situations, which he's used to doing from his time at the University of Florida. And so that could be an X factor in this game, because when you look at Higgins and Chase on the outside, Tredavious White's getting healthier. If that can be a solid one-two punch on the outside of cornerback, that could be an X factor in this game. This uh, Bengals rush defense, um, you know, they got DJ Reader on the inside, but I think the Bills can stay balanced against this Bengals team, control the clock a little bit, keep those weapons of Cincinnati's offense and Joe Burrow off the field. I'll throw another one at you here, Eric. How about Khalil Shakir? It feels like he's, you hear his name more, he's getting targeted more. Look, you watch film all year, you know the guys you got to key, Diggs and Gabe Davis and some of the names that popped Dawson Knox has been playing well. But how about Shakir and and how he can kind of sneak in there and maybe be an off-the-radar guy? 
Yeah, if he didn't have that one long drop last week, he would have had a heck of a game in his first career playoff game. And so that's a guy that's been getting better. He's been getting more productive towards this tail end of the season and a guy that the Bills are hoping they can rely on to be another weapon out there on the field. And then you look at Gabe Davis. I mean, what he's done in the playoffs during his time with the Bills has been phenomenal. He has a touchdown last week, goes for over 100 yards. He's a big physical receiver. And when you look at the Bengals' corners, Eli Apple and – and Taylor Britt on the outside, those are not uh, big-time cornerbacks. Awuzier, their number one cornerback, he's out for the season with injury. Gabe Davis, if they pay too much attention to Stephon Diggs, Shakir could definitely be a factor, but I think Gabe Davis as well. Eric, I think we're all going to have it on our minds, certainly, of course, when the Bills and Bengals got together last time, everything happened with DeMar Hamlin, but how has that eased with the fact that DeMar is making progress, he's in the building, he's got a long road to go, as we know here, but it feels like some of the awkwardness, the tension, however you want to frame it, maybe has dissipated a little bit because DeMar has made such a a remarkable recovery. Yeah, it's definitely positive vibes as opposed to those those few days after uh, the Monday Night Football game in Cincinnati. And so, uh, you know, everyone's encouraged by it. Everyone's interested to see if DeMar's going to make an appearance, maybe pregame. Maybe he shows up on the field to a big ovation from the crowd. We're not sure yet, Um, and and I don't have any inside information on that. I wish I did. wish I could break it to you here. But, you know, I think everyone's excited, and Cincinnati would be as well because, you know, they went through that traumatic event as well uh, when he was down on the field. Eric, uh, thanks for the insight. As always, enjoy the game. Uh, give Murph our best. Uh, tell Brownie we said hello. We'll be listening on Sunday, and uh, we certainly hope we'll be uh, talking again next week, my friend. Absolutely. I appreciate that, Brent. Thank you, Eric. You're the best. Eric Wood, former Buffalo Bill on the Buffalo Bills radio network. You can hear it. Over on Brostad K. The Bills Rock. make me wanna Shout. kick your heels. Yeah, baby. Your That's one of four games this weekend. We'll break them all down uh, during the pick six. Hot takes awaits uh, on the other side here as well. Come on and shout. Still got to get into Syracuse, Georgia Tech. What's your thoughts on uh, what the heck's going on with the Syracuse football coaching staff? Come on, come on. What do we say here on DJ Day? It's National DJ Day. What do we say? Yeah. And much more. That's what we see. Gotta hit the post. Coming back. Stay right there. Happening now. They're making it happen now. We got the spirit. A lot of spirit, yeah. We got the spirit. Just watch it happen now. Hey, hey.